0: Good
1: evening. I felt like Dracula for a moment. <laughs> that, you really made us all feel that way. I think I love that. Good
0: evening.
2: Good evening. <laughs> Halloween's <laughs> over, but not for me, baby. How was y'all's Halloween? Baby. Uh, I did nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah? Very low key. I also did nothing. I walked around downtown Salem during the day and then just hung inside with Greg and watched uh, Sleepy Hollow that
2: night. Nice. I did. I lied. I had a Zoom happy hour with my fellow mediums. And it was nice to to catch up with them. Let's see. And then Steve and I watched a stupid movie on Amazon or something. I don't know. Called Black Christmas. Not the one that came out in, like, I don't know what, 2005 or something. It was one that came out more recently. It was uh, silly, but it was fine. And then we watched Heather's, a oh. classic.
1: Oh, great. Uh, oh, truly a classic. And what did you do? That's, I, well, I had fun. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I had fun with my friend from LA and we watched Halloween. We had a dance party in my apartment. Cute. We watched Halloween. We watched Halloween too. It was a grand time. Halloween 1, I didn't realize... it Was it a made-for-TV movie? Just
2: the quality was bad. Oh, okay. I think. I don't think it was made-for-TV. I think it was just bad quality. Okay.
1: (laughs) I was like, what's up with this cutting? Like, are we commercial break? And I was like, oh, no, it's a movie. And (laughs) then, so... (laughs) It got me a little bit twisted there. Got me like, what uh, but still scared me. So I had to watch Halloween too. forgot all about that one.
2: Yeah, there are so many. It's just like. And the storyline is not totally consistent throughout. Yeah. So,
1: right. They try. They like start from the end of the other because the end of the other is just so, you know, what's the word? Conspic- conspicuous. Is that what it is? Yeah. Where it's like, what? Like, you know, he just disappeared. You're not going to say nothing. They're just like, where's Michael? You know? And so then they start (laughs) up and they're like, Michael's gone. Like, we shot him six times. He's not human. You know? But this guy (laughs) would be terrified to be locked in a hospital under those circumstances. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know?
2: Michael. Not ideal. Michael's not well. Okay. Right. Yeah. He can't die. What's wrong with him? I don't understand. Do we ever figure that out? I don't know. Did you see the most recent one that came out no. in the last few years? I didn't. Okay. Well, Childhood trauma. Well, <laughs> do you want me to spoil it for you? I kind of Jill. Okay. Did it, do we know what, what he is? Is he an alien? We don't know. No, no, no. We don't know, oh. but like... Okay. Anyone who hasn't seen the most recent Halloween, like, take a minute and <laughs> close your ears. Jump ahead. Cover like, them. A minute. They like lock him in the the basement, basically, and set him on fire.
1: Okay. Oh,
2: and I think he still makes it somehow. Right. Because he way doesn't that- die. The way that they left it kind of makes it seem like they're going to try to make another one. Oh, they most certainly are, man. So I'm like, he's going to get out.
1: Yeah. He's already he out. Is,
2: I mean, he was never really in it. What if he is a figment of everyone's imagination?
1: Oh, my God. It's like a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. Yeah. I think he's a representation of the U.S. government
0: <laughs> as, as of today, this very day. It's a really morbid day. Well, we're hopeful. Today's November 3rd. Yeah. We're hopeful. We're
2: recording this on election day, um, mm-hmm. partly to take our minds off of the madness, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: we don't know what will happen.
1: So... <laughs> but we we keep the hope alive, and that's all that matters. We're hopeful now. Speaking
2: of hope and things we have faith in, mm-hmm. patrons, and we have a oh. new one. No, it's not. It's never ending. It's happening all the time now. It's happening. This is the lovely Angela.
1: Angela, we love her. We love her so much, Angela. You're on my hip, man. <gasps> Ooh. Yes, right on the side. Right above I don't know the bones <laughs> so, The hip bone? Something like that It's it's directly on the side You know If I was to do a showgirls poster You would be right in the center Oh, You know showgirls Where there's just the side of the woman's body naked
2: And someone, it would be
1: Angela Right in the middle
2: Someone is going to photoshop that I can guarantee it and I can't wait to Hopefully. see it I love it <sighs> I love it. We also have new merch, which I've talked about before, but it's, it's started selling. So we're excited about the beanies and the mugs and you haven't gotten yours. What did I just say? (laughs) And if you haven't gotten yours, you're missing out. Your head's going to be cold this season. Your coffee is going to spill through your cracked mug. Mm -hmm. You got to get, you got to, you got to (laughs) get some new stuff. Okay. And if you don't, that's fine too.
1: Yeah. Oh. Do winner right or but don't do it at I'm all. I'm just
2: saying you've got the options. And also, okay, so last bit of random, but I we got a follow today on the Golden Ghouls uh, Instagram. And I was like, who is this? Because it's another podcast, a new podcast. And so I went and looked at their page and it was started by one of my sweet, sweet high school teachers. <gasps> Stop. Yes. Stop. That's amazing. Honestly, one of my favorite teachers from high school, just a sweetheart, taught my AP English class. But she started a paranormal podcast with another teacher from my high school. It is called Normal Paranormal. And um, if you follow us on Instagram, we are following them on Instagram. So you can easily find them on there if you search our followers. And it's Normal Paranormal 817, I believe, is their handle on Instagram. Go follow them. Go give them a listen. I just, I think it's so wonderful. And I wish that I had known back in high school that she was interested in this because we would have been even better buds. But she's the best. So that is so awesome. Had to give them a shout out.
1: I love that. Love it. So cool. She's Mm -hmm.
2: excellent. She's got like a really sweet voice too. So it'll just be a nice, a nice listen. They have one episode out now, but I'm very excited to hear what else they do. But yeah, pretty cool. Well, uh, we're the golden ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and it's time to get spooky. Okay. This week we're doing something crazy. We're reminiscing on the good times of when we could get out, see live music at music venues and uh yeah. this this idea actually came to me because back pre COvid, uh a friend who worked at a music venue in Austin was like, "Hey, it's haunted. We caught something on the security cameras." Could you guys investigate? Hmm. And this was at the Mohawk. Um, which okay. for anyone who lives in Austin, has visited Austin, you may have been there. Now you know, shit's popping off. But the pandemic happened, we obviously couldn't do an investigation, and then my friend left the Mohawk, doesn't work there anymore. So <laughs> it all went to shit. But Damn. <laughs> it's exciting to know that it's haunted, and uh, you know what? There are many other haunted venues out there, and we said, yeah. let's explore them, you know? Let's think of the good times. Let's look forward to the future when we can, when we can go back and, and listen to music live.
1: Uh, music in the is moment. heart and soul, so like of course, music venues are haunted. Of course, of course, I would go to. I would haunt a music venue just to stick around. Yes, see
2: the see the see shows, the
1: shows.
0: Free, for free for free. That's what yeah. I'm saying for free.
1: Yeah, I'm into that.
0: Absolutely,
1: want to like kick off our first one. I mean, I can do it. <gasps> I'm gabbing away. Get crazy. I'm gab, gab, gabbing. Get wild. Um, Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I heard of this one place one time in good old Hollywood. <laughs> and uh, I figured uh, that's a good one to talk about. <laughs> the Avalon, y'all. Has anybody else been there?
2: Yeah. I've just been
1: to the outside. I never went in.
2: No, I I don't think I've ever been either, but I have
0: physically been in front of it several
1: Mm -hmm. times. Right. Same,
0: same. same. So we've all just been in front, but never (laughs) immersed in its insides.
1: It's rough, guys. But I'm not. (laughs) It's a nightclub now. And does music, um, has like music that performers come in and out all the time. So I'm not sure currently it's hosting anything because of COVID, but it used to just hold a bunch of different events and I just never partook in any of them, but it's on vine. It's in Hollywood Vine street. So it's a real staple. You'll see it if you venture into Hollywood ever. Um, and it's been around since 1927. A real, real classic spot. Its original name was the Hollywood Playhouse. And the original opening date was January 24th, 1927. And it was one of the four legitimate theaters in Hollywood at the time. So, like, of course, if you can imagine all the uh, hot players back in the 20s came through to, like, do a little, you know, perform is what I'm trying to say <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah 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 let me give you a little history about the place like uh the building it's uh it was architect by is that a word uh An ar- it was built yeah designed designed by Henry L Gogarty. I think architect should be a word and Carl J Weil. They designed it in a Spanish Baroque style, which um, is kind of back then in Hollywood during the 20s, like a lot of Spanish designs were like around then. So if you if you do a little Hollywood tour, that's one of the design features you'll see in a lot of the buildings from back in the day, which is cool. Um, And so, they designed it for the purpose to be a playhouse. And it was... The interior was done by Stefan Horbizek. And Horbizek had previously worked on the Metropolitan and the Paramount Theater in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So, big player. Big player. Um, And then the 1920s, again, it was like where... They held like vaudeville people would come in and out. But by the 30s, 1935, the Works Progress Administration established the Federal Theater Project with a primary goal of employing a bunch of -of out-of-work artists because the Depression happened and a lot of people were out of work and they wanted to keep these people on their feet and entertain the people of the community so they opened the Hollywood Playhouse once again and hosted many projects there. Um, by mid February 1942, the theater was purchased by Charles Toberman, and 50% was um, also bought out by Sid Grauman of Grauman's oh, Theater. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they changed the theater to the El Capitan yep. Theater. And this. This this is where like it really popped off because the El Capitan brought the initial production of the Ken Mar- of Ken Murray's variety show called Blackouts of 1942, which you guys was a seven year running production. Whoa! So it was a huge hit, and by 1949, CBS was like, Ken Murray, your boy needs to be on television hosting this show. <laughs> <laughs> but they there was a stipulation they were like you need a broadcast in new york so he had to leave our good theater our good old music venue he had to get out of there but that's okay because the theater was eventually sold oddly enough to a, the catholic church who leased the building to nbc nbc stuck with the mm-hmm. initial name of, of the l captain and they hosted a bunch of TV shows from this location. And, y'all, one of the shows was the Bob Hope show. Crazy. Bob Hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the the first show to be broadcast from this place was the Colgate Comedy Hour, starring Eddie Cantor. And if you're a movie buff, you know who Eddie Cantor is. Great comedian. Yeah. So, yeah, the Bob Hope show came. By September 1952, Richard Nixon broadcasted his famous Checkers speech in the theater. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. 1963, ABC ended up purchasing the theater, and they renamed it for a few short years the Jerry Lewis Theater because Jerry Lewis hosted a show from it. Good times, y'all. Creatives. Good times. Yeah, but that was uh, for just a short while, and they ended up replacing that show with a one-hour variety show called the Hollywood Palace. And this, you guys, mm-hmm. was a was a pop and pop and show, y'all. It hosted the Rolling Stones for its first national network appearance, also the Jackson Five for their first Whoa. national TV appearance, and it debuted. The the Beatles music videos for Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields Forever. What didn't wow. they do? Honestly, guys, right to everything. By the early 1970s, the Merv Griffin show entered the spot. Merv, Merv, right? Yeah. So, it eventually went dark in 1978 and ABC sold the theater to to a businessman named Dennis Lidka, Lidka. I'm sorry, I'm bad at (laughs) pronunciations. But he eventually reopened it as The Palace and it became one of the most popular music nightclub venues in Hollywood with a five night a week mega dance club featuring the largest light and sound system in Los Angeles. You guys, holy shit. Yeah, people like Prince, Madonna, the Rolling Stones, Olivia Newton-John are just a few to name. Olivia. Wow. Olivia oh, Graf- I mean. <laughs> wow. I know. By the 1990s, the, the place remained committed to live music, and it hosted bands such as Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, oh. The Beastie Boys, Nine Inch Nails. We love it. We love it. We love it. 2002, the theater was again purchased by Hollywood Entertainment Partners, and they reopened it as the successful Avalon it is today. And they shut, again, it hosts things like events, music, you know, any kind of televised broadcast they need. But it also, you guys, hosts ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hosts ghosts. Yes. <laughs> Which is... Ghosthost.net. By far our favorite thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's an invisible jazz pianist. Ooh. (laughs) Uh. He's playing after hours in the intimate club room upstairs. You can hear the music. You can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. (laughs) So real creepy stuff. There's also... Some perfume women in high heels that can be heard and smelled. Again, not seen. <laughs> but smell. Yeah. smell. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Probably. Absolutely. That's the golden rule.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: dashing man in a tux is said to be roaming these theaters. he has been seen for decades. Yeah. You know. In 2002, when you had all that Von Dutch in there, and then there's just this Tux man, they're like, Hello, what up, boy? You know?
0: I cannot believe you just said Von Dutch because last night Greg and I were FaceTiming and he, I made him draw like the little logo of Von Dutch. I was like, Wait, what did that look like? Can you draw that?
1: Honest to God, I have no, I, there's no reason that came to my mind. I had we a, must be.
2: I <laughs> had a Von Dutch t-shirt.
1: Did you? Yep. Oh, my God. I had a trucker hat. Uh, <laughs> I did, too.
2: It
0: was pink. It my was mom,
2: pink too. My mom was like, you'll yep. never wear the hat. You will never wear yeah. the hat. And she was honestly right, but I did yeah. wear the fuck out of the t-shirt. The t-shirt was pink. The <laughs> mm-hmm. t-shirt was you, what? pink and had, I think, green lettering or maybe yellow lettering. Ooh, it yes. was ugly. What Regardless.
1: No? Dude, your mom was right, though, because I never wore that hat. I think it, like, <laughs> <laughs> stayed on my bedpost for, like, decades. I still, no, I don't Right, a it. great
0: place for a hat. It is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only place for a hat. Truly, um, yeah, yeah. But back to the Avalon, right? There's a, also a couple that's decked out in their best 1930s duds. And they're sipping cocktails in a private box upstairs. Check that out. That's a date I want (laughs) to be on. Take me to the Five and Dime. Get me some cocktail juices. (laughs) Take me Mm -hmm. out to the the wardrobes. Get me in my 30s. And let's go see a theater. Let's see it. Mm -hmm. I love that. That sounds like a good life to be living. Just sipping cocktails in the afterlife. I mean... Can you beat that? You can't. No, you can't. That's all you can ask for. There's also a jokester, you guys, playing tricks. His name mm. is Harry. And he was a former electrician from the blackouts of night of 1942 era. You know, with our boy okay. Ken Murray. He used to be a technician for his show. But he's playing pranks now. He likes to walk high above on the catwalks. Where he enjoys <laughs> tying cable. He enjoys tying cable in knots, which is, like, um, dangerous. V. Or he it's rude. steals tools. Which is, is
2: not cool, my yeah, dude. it's
1: kind of crazy. Like, maybe they need that hammer in an emergency, you know? You know what? He loves crime. Harry. Is there a famous Harry? Stiles. Dir- oh. <laughs> he goes seeing Dirty Harry, right? Oh, yeah. Is there a famous oh Harry? Potter. Potter. We <laughs> got like good old Harry Ford. Oh, yeah. yeah For no, using nicknames. I'm definitely thinking this is Dirty Harry. And he's playing tricks. Over the years, dozens of women have also reported a girl sobbing in one of the locked stalls in the main lobby woman's lounge.
0: Either a lot of
1: breakups happen here or there's something going on. There's also a cold spot up there. Um, A single one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and and on the balcony, patrons continually complain about hearing, like, loud talking, hoots and hollers, but the balcony is closed. What goes on? Who knows? But some no. say it might ha- be due to this, because some, sometimes they can hear a blood-skirtling cream. Cream. Uh, <laughs> a
0: blood-skirtling <laughs> cream. I... I am done. I am dead. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I am a ghost right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I (laughs) am This is too much today, Uh. you know? (laughs) Uh, Guys, but uh, tears are leaving my eyeballs right now. Oh, there is no cream, but there is a scream. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming from the balconies, and some say that it might have to do with this story about a chorus girl who, back in the day, she broke up with her boyfriend, who was a technician, and before she <laughs> went on stage, he climbed up to the catwalk, and as she came out, he threw himself off the off the catwalk and died in front of oh her.
2: Oh my god! That's, That's at least I know he
1: didn't throw so dramatic. She did. She screamed. Not <laughs> never mind. She.
2: Maybe I'm she done. couldn't cream, and that's why she <laughs> broke up with him.
1: She screamed. I wasn't gonna bring yeah. it there, man. <laughs> she I mean, didn't honestly, cream,
2: but she soon, screamed as soon as you said cream. It was on. It was all downhill from there. Oh yep. wow,
1: November third.
2: <sighs> wow, damn! <laughs>
1: that's it, the Avalon. <laughs> that it pops the fuck off. <laughs> I know. I'm. Everybody saying. should go i just, if you want, just go outside and look at it. Cause I don't <laughs> <think> <laughs> like, like what we've like done. What we've done. I don't think you can, I don't think <laughs> they're hosting anything these days. Probably not. No, I'll,
2: I'll do, I'll do one and I'll keep it in California, but we're oh, heading good. to uh, San Francisco yes. to Whoops. the chapel. Oh,
0: going to the chapel. Oh, going to get buried.
2: Because, because I got facts. First off, I got to give a shout out to uh, 7x7, which is the news source from the Bay Area that I got a lot of this information from. But uh, the chapel was originally home to the Gantner Mason Domergue funeral home. Oh, uh-huh. so this uh-huh. is where bodies were prepared for burial then they got placed on a streetcar that until 1949 transported bodies directly from Mission Street to Colma which is a city where the dead outnumber the living by over a thousand to 1
1: oh my god and now they oh, and now yeah. they
2: sing there and now now they they stay there yeah sing, so right they what is it a music venue yeah yeah So they sing there. Yeah. Oh, is that what you said? (laughs) I don't know what I said anymore, but uh, (laughs) we're losing our minds. So, But the morbid history, the venue actually celebrates it because they have this happy hour that they call Sinner's Hour. They have an adjoining restaurant, which is supposed to be delightful, called The Vestry, and then in the restaurant still visible, is this body crank, which I'll tell you guys more about in a second. What? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll expound. <laughs> so back in the day, the funeral home, they would store bodies in the basement where there was also an incinerator. And this was located below their embalming room. So this body crank was used to raise and lower bodies from one room to another. And it's still... Ooh. Right there in the restaurant for everyone to look at. Yep. So the basement that used to be where they would store the bodies is now a freezer space and wine cellar where employees say shit pops off quite literally. So one of the biggest things that they say is happening there. Is that bottles of wine will fly off of the shelves and explode. Like no. someone's just tossing oh, wine. It sounds wasteful. Not the good grapes. I don't Not
1: the good grapes. That is a shame.
2: I, I think it's shameful, but so back in 2015, seven by seven interviewed the staff at the venue, and they learned that one night this bartender Johnny Martinez was walking through the venue and he heard a little girl whisper in his ear, "Ice Man." Oh. So oops. he called out to see if anyone was there playing a prank on him, but the room was empty and his coworkers sometimes call him Ice Man, so he was like, Thinking that it was one of them, but no one was there. He confirmed that absolutely no one was there. But he says that he knew that strange things had happened in the venue. This was just the first experience he had had. So that mm-hmm. same night, around 3 in the morning, he was, you know, closing up, and he startled a fellow co-worker, someone on the cleaning crew, as he was closing up the bar His coworker jumped and said, whoa, you freaked me out. I thought you were that little girl that's seen around here. And he was like, oh, God. (laughs) So something is going on tonight. Someone whispered in my ear, there's this little girl that's seen around here. Like, it's absolutely bizarre. So as it turns out, staff aren't the only ones who have seen or heard this ghostly girl creeping around. There is security camera footage in what was once the embalming room. And it shows a night janitor locking the doors of the adjoining restaurant around 5 a.m. And um, Mm. soon after, this girl darts into the shot and then disappears just as fast as she came into the shot. So, later on... Their, uh, their former marketing and PR manager, Camille Ives, was showing this video to the staff, trying to figure out, you know, did anyone see this person? Was anybody here? Everyone confirmed, obviously, that there were no children there, but, like, they hadn't seen this girl the night of. So, who the fuck is she? We can share the video. It is pretty bizarre. It's yeah. It's like... The thing about it is, it looks pretty solid. It could very well be some very small adult who, like, got trapped in there. But no (laughs) one saw her leave. Like, that's the thing, is there was no evidence that someone was in there. There was no evidence of someone leaving in the morning. Like, just really, really peculiar. So employees also believe that there's the ghost of an old woman in the building. The chef, who huh? arrives really early some mornings, as early as 4 a.m., has often smelled a strong rose perfume and says that they sense the presence of an older woman. And other kitchen staff have also had the same experience.
1: Hmm. Uh-huh. I wonder if it's the they just sense that, because it's rose perfume yeah yeah mm. maybe i mean probably you know yeah but like who knows who wears rose perfume it could be me could be me i like
2: a nice who rose knows? fragrance but uh oh our old friend martinez the bartender said that when ives the pr uh manager first started working there they were like meeting for the first time basically and he looked at her and she just looked terrified and she said she had just heard an old woman whisper in her ear Camille are you ready? Are you ready Camille? So like full on an old woman speaking in her ear saying Mm. her name to her like there's probably an, an old woman there. Ready for what? Exactly. Maybe her new position that she was taking. I don't know. I love that thought. Yeah. That's all I can put together. But it sounds like they're putting the pieces together, you know, like old woman voice, perfume, like there's got to be an old woman. So then we got another character coming into play. So this young lady, Roxanne Movini, she was the former box office manager at the chapel and she shared some stories with 7 by 7 about just, like, more general haunting tales that she had heard. Uh, on one occasion, mm-hmm. a guest said that an older woman went into the bathroom stall, it locked, and then no one ever came out of it. But when she looked inside, there was nobody there. Did she do a crawl oh. under? I'm, I'm not sure the specifics. <laughs> But someone went in and never came out. Uh, footsteps are heard echoing throughout the empty building. Faucets are known to turn okay. on and off. And votive candles have flown in the venue. They have this mantle that's, like, decorated up real nice with some candles. And they have flown off of there.
1: Uh. Not, safe.
2: <laughs> Not safe. Not
1: safe. Not safe at all. There are, no, there no. are.
2: Are also stories about the green room where you know artists hang out before and after performances. Mm-hmm. According to Camille Ives, many artists have claimed to have strange experiences in there. I don't know what that means, but people have even refused to go in there because they have seen the little girl in the green room. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, that's that.
2: I don't know, but apparently there was one security guard who even worked there, and people described him as a, quote, pretty tough guy, but he wouldn't go in <laughs> to the green room because of the little girl.
0: She's stealing lyrics. Dang. She is. I mean...
2: You think?
1: Probably. It's... Oh, my
0: God. You know what? And that girl was Taylor Swift. <sighs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, you
1: heard it here first. Don't let Adam hear that what if she's time traveling (laughs) she's time traveling she is i
2: all i'm saying is that you know what if you turn an old funeral home into a music venue if you turn an old funeral home into pretty much anything you're asking to be haunted i don't feel sorry for you and that's that you know (laughs) good luck to you
0: Good luck to but, you. That's
2: what they say. I don't know. It looks like a pretty cool spot. The restaurant apparently pops off. It's got great reviews. A wonderful chef. So if I'm ever in San Francisco again, I'm going to check it out. Love that. Absolutely. And that's that. Spooky. That's
0: that. <sighs> so when we think music, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> many people may think of Nashville. Oh, depending on your, you know, desired music genre. But if we're thinking, you know, the the OGs, we're thinking country, which, to be honest, I don't often think of at all. But (laughs) if you were to think of it, some people do think of it. (laughs) Some people do think of it, but more specifically, music from the past, you know, Elvis, you know, Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline, it all leads to Nashville. Specifically, the Ryman Auditorium. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, he's right, right? Yeah, am I right, folks? Uh So you could say that the venue was founded in 1885 because the location was where a tent revival (laughs) was led by this wild evangelist, Sam Jones. So this musical party which we'll call it (laughs) there were over five five thousand people who attended and one of the attendees was a steamboat captain and prominent nashville businessman named thomas g ryman and ryman was so impressed by this tent revival experience like he he lost his damn mind it's like it's like he ate shrooms at woodstock or something. Like he was changed. He was a changed man. So he decided four years later to finance and construct the Union Gospel Tabernacle at the very location for people to come enjoy music together. So of course, this was like a very uh, heavily religious um, building at the time. But you know, it's part of history. It's, it's when music really started to bring different communities and different people together. So when Ryman died, uh, the name of the Union Gospel Tabernacle was changed to honor his legacy. So it was named to, of course, Ryman Auditorium. So it's, for those who don't know, it's known as one of the best concert halls in the South, uh, perhaps even in the country due to its acoustics. So this place has, everything's kind of rounded, like the, uh, there are church pews that are rounded, the walls are rounded, so it creates this really like clear, crisp sound. Um, it was actually the home of the Grand Ole Opry until the show moved to its namesake location, the Grand Ole Opry House uh, in the 70s. But it's still a big deal for, you know, stars, especially especially country music stars today. Um, just as it was a hotspot for country music stars in the 40s through the 70s. And there's just, there's a ton of history here. And as we know, when there's lots of history, there's perhaps a ghost or two. You perhaps. Per, per snaps. The Ryman website claims that when the Grand Old Opry put down roots in 1943, the world was never the same. Mm. So they had a live radio and TV show that brought on um, Elvis Presley, Hank Williams, I mentioned before, Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline, um, Marty Robbins, Minnie Pearl. Uh, and, you know, it brought them from the stage to people's living rooms around the country for 31 years with the show. So it's it's it was really something amazing at the time and still to this day when we look back on it. So after the Opry changed locations in the early 70s, sadly, the Ryman Auditorium was basically empty, um, neglected, and facing demolition. Uh. And I know, I know. But luckily, Nashville, the people of Nashville, they were like, no, we're not going to let this happen. We're going to get our shit together. We're going to make sure that something happens. And it did in the 1990s. Um, There was a complete renovation. So it's a pretty powerful place, if I don't say so myself. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me or any of you that, you know, some ghosts have returned or maybe never left Mm -hmm. the venue, Mm -hmm. um, especially due to the giant renovation. So the most famous ghost in the music industry, (laughs) as well as at the Ryman, is Country Music music legend Hank Williams Sr. <gasps> right? And what's funny is we've talked about him haunting other places before, so I'm pretty sure he's he has Wanderlust on his Twitter profile. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a globetrotter, you know. He catches flights, not feelings. <coughs> but the <laughs> so good old Hank, he debuted at the Ryman on June 11th, 1949, at the ripe old age of 25. And his performance was so bomb that the live audience called for six encores. So not just not just one, not three, but That's six. That's a little bit greedy.
2: <laughs> a little greedy,
0: right? I know he's probably tired, right? Um, long story short, or maybe a short story short. Unfortunately, you know, Hank Williams he ended up dying only three years later from a heart attack um, related to heavy drinking. So very sad. But his spirit has not left. Absolutely not. So security at the Ryman Auditorium, multiple security um, personnel over the years and over the decades have heard Hank performing as if he were on stage, especially at night. Like they'll hear what sounds like, like it doesn't sound like, you know, a radio or like someone playing something on the TV. It sounds like He is on stage and they hear it, you know, long enough to be like, wait, what? Many of them go check and there's obviously no one there. Uh, People have seen Hank exiting the old entrance to the Ryman, uh, just like he did back in the day between sets to go grab a drink at Tootsie's, which was a lounge next door. Uh, Hank has also been seen in the alleyway between Tootsie's and the Ryman, again decades after his death so it's interesting because you know that's during his prime time that's where he was that was probably like one of the best days of his life you know june 11th (laughs) um and he as we know he enjoyed he enjoyed a drink so maybe he just stayed there because he was like you know what best day of my life best day of my afterlife i'm staying put folks another ghost According to WhiskeyWiff.com, singer Bill Anderson, actually, sorry, we're on the same ghost, Hank. (laughs) Singer Bill Anderson, he was once rehearsing for an Opry show, uh, and he started playing on his guitar, um, and it happened to be a song that Hank loved. As soon as Anderson began playing the song, the lights went out. The sound... Even the emergency exit signs. What? Just shut off. You just right? And n- there was no cause that was ever found for the power outage. And Anderson, you know, reportedly said that he believed the blackout was related to his playing the song uh, that Hank loved so much. So it could have been either Hank being like, OMG, this is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> or... Or maybe he was like, yo, you're butchering this. Shut it It down. It could be.
2: Either one.
0: (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Another spooky tale, a construction worker at the Ryman. um, I'm guessing this was during the renovation because this was uh, in the early 1990s. He, the construction worker, he accidentally locked himself inside the building. (laughs) And he says that he came face to face with Hank Williams Sr. himself. Oh, shit. I mean, I'm not going to say he didn't. I'm not going to tell him that what he saw was fake. <laughs> but that's, that's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a wild one. Now we're on to a different ghost. Because there's more than one. And the most frequently reported ghost. He has a nickname of the gray man. Mm. So this gray, this gray fella, he looks like a Confederate soldier. And there were Confederate soldiers in the audience back in the day. Um, And this ghost has been seen multiple times during rehearsals, during performances, sitting in the balcony, watching the show. (laughs) Uh, According to those who claim to see him, uh, the gray man, he'll vanish into thin air before anyone can actually approach him. So he stays put long enough for someone to, you know, rub their eyes and still see the apparition, but not long enough for people to actually investigate, which sounds pretty ghost-like to me. You know, I think the guy's just trying to enjoy a show. For free. I don't blame him. Mm. For free. He doesn't want to get,
2: he doesn't want to actually get caught and kicked out, you know, so he says peace before they can Mm -hmm. catch him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't have high expectations for Confederate soldiers. (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) I'm a yank. I'm sorry. (laughs) Another story, another ghost. The original building owner, who we know and love, Tommy Ryman, he is set to check in from time to time, uh, sometimes showing his disapproval of a performance or an artist. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love that yeah, especially those who might seem a little too provocative uh, um, either in their performance or maybe their song lyrics, or maybe he just doesn't like their music in general. Uh, uh, but he's <laughs> he's known to make some loud noises that disrupt uh, the action on stage. So he'll like stomp on things backstage. Oh, he'll cr- <laughs> He's known to crash things behind the curtains. So he gets wild. He's kind of like... He throws a temper tantrum, I think.
1: Yeah, um, calm down a little bit. He could easily just right? say,
2: Boo! Oh,
1: right? I thought that's what he was doing, oh, for sure. You know? You don't okay,
2: like thought, it. I, you don't yeah. like it, give him the boo. It's
0: a, it's a ghost's go-to. Hello. Come on. Hello. In addition to all of this unusual activity and ghostly sightings... Uh, there is a, a legend of a curse, so several people associate the venue to this uh, grand Ole Opry curse, which basically uh, results in early deaths for many of the performers, starting with, of course, Hank Williams Sr. So uh, that's something that you know, if you're interested, I suggest looking into. And who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's an actual curse. I love a, Who's a curse. To say? I love a <gasps> curse, right? Yeah. Right, but either way, I just love that there's so much passion here that ghosts stick around even after, you know, after they pass. They're like, you know what? I'm staying put, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to these artists. I'm gonna listen oh. to these bops. I mean, te- he's gonna listen to these. Jams. family's
2: point early on. Music is just good for the soul. You know, why not stay there? Mm-hmm. Seems Absolutely. like a good idea.
0: I mean, music
1: absolutely in my life and afterlife. Yeah, so maybe you can. Has me haunted a good music venue for sure?
0: Oh yeah, I'll be haunting Great Scott
1: in well
0: in Boston, the original one. Okay, Boston. Uh, I want to go to the. I want to go to all of these venues. Same. I mean, I've been outside the Avalon, but I really want to go to the Ryman. Yeah. Just, just for those acoustics and perhaps a ghost side. Here's you know?
2: what I'm saying. When we can safely travel again, uh, we're going everywhere. Okay?
0: We're literally going oh, yeah. everywhere. We'll take a poll, too. The listeners can decide where we go. We actually have a
2: poll going on the Patreon and the right now. Yeah, can mm-hmm. so- mm-hmm. jump on that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. <sighs> I can't wait.
2: The people I want us wait. to go to Salem, but they also... We've had suggestions for a lot of suggestions for Jefferson, Texas, which the whole city is supposed Mm. to be haunted, Savannah, Georgia, Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: Portland. So, which Portland? Oregon. Okay.
0: Oregon? There's one in Maine. Yeah, yeah. There's one in Maine as well,
2: which I'm sure is haunted. I'm sure it is. But those have been the big requests. So, we'll see what happens, but only time will tell. Love it. Well, this Love This it. was fun, kids. Uh, we don't know what what tomorrow brings for us, but uh, <laughs> we, we had fun tonight.
1: We did. For yes, we a did. Time. All for right, time. <laughs> You're welcome.
2: <laughs> All right, kids. Until next time. Stay spooky.
0: Ooh. Ooh.